Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. I'm producer Dan, I'm here with G, editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. What a old chap. Hello. Uh, this week it's the first of our two season preview podcasts, uh, and today we're going to have a look at the AFC, which is of course the uh, conference that both of our favourite teams are in. We're going to uh, tell you how we think the uh, the season's going to come this uh, this upcoming season. Uh, we're also going to unveil our new uh, divisional pick'em competition, which we're all uh, very, very excited about. Um, so, how have you been since the uh, the draft podcast, G? Uh, busy would be a simple word. Um, as you are yeah. well aware, I'm not sure how many too many others are, but I've been working very hard since um, the start of the new year on getting a book published, which I managed um, about a month ago. And so Hurrah. I'm not necessarily as prepped as I would like to be in terms of NFL stuff, not in terms of not following the um, league and the transactions of what's going on, but just in terms of I do like to spend a chunk of the off-season reading football books and and learning new things and it's been very much focused on trying to get a diff- whole different type of book out so um yeah a little underprepared, but very excited now that football is beginning to happen and training camps are open. Uh, me too. Not many weeks now to go. But uh, before we kind of get stuck into the FC, let's have a look at the uh, the news that's kind of caught our eye over the uh, last couple of months. Anything in particular that's uh, caught your eye, G? Um, I mean, it's been hard to escape the ongoing saga of, oh, good grief, Jets quarterback Fitzgerald, Fitzwilliam, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick that'll yep. be the one. <laughs> So uh, there's been that saga and a few other bits and pieces of the usual off-season stuff. But why don't I let you take it for a roll through and see what you what's caught your eye? Go on then. Well, the first thing, and this is a, a kind of it's a fairly small piece of news, but I thought I was quite uh, kind of caught my eye um, was that they were the NFL apparently looking to potentially move the goalposts this year. Um, balls have, have been uh, microchipped for the uh, the preseason games, um, and they're looking at potentially making the gap between the left and right goalposts smaller to kind of make the the art of kicking a bit more harder. What what do you think of that? Well. I almost think it's it's like a cover story. I must admit, when I hear it, I think, well, okay, you know, we've seen um, chips in in footballs of the round variety for goal line technology <laughs> and seeing if they've crossed the line. And you can't help but think that with a game that so is important in the position of the ball, that they're not looking at tracking technology similar to something they've got either with tennis or cricket with a replay or with a footballer and this is sort of like them beginning to test it as well as looking at kicking which seems to be an ongoing thing in terms of how important it is obviously the field goal um, for the extra point moved back from 19 yard line to 32 yard line and that I think they're happy with that in terms of percentage adjustment but I think they're just looking to um, analyse how important the kicking game is although if they make it thinner the goalpost thinner and make it harder um, are we going to have more games swung on field goals rather than than the rest of the team I, I don't know it's one of those things that I think you just keep doing small incremental things in rather than trying to make giant sweeping changes that may or may not work well I say I mean it's a, it's already kind of it's it's a difficult thing for a kicker. The kickers they, they don't get uh, they don't get many chances to to kind of fail before they before they start getting dropped and that kind of thing. So it's it's very difficult for them already. It's it's going to be quite interesting to see how this kind of pans out once that's brought in. Yeah, I mean historically kickers are as accurate as they've ever been, except when they're not. I think if you've got a good kicker, you're <laughs> kind of set. But there's sort of like a it's it's not quite to the levels of quarterback bat, but there's quite a range of ability and I think there's much of a muchness below the elite level and if you look they don't all get paid a lot of money and it's a very precarious life as a kicker so I don't know it is 
I mean, I really did see the difference when we were at Wembley or when I was at Wembley last year, looking at the kickers warming up who were entirely separate to the team and were literally sort of like with their stands and kicking towards the same goalpost. And it did really look to mm. be like a whole team apart and kickers were a fraternity that were much more friendly to each other than any of the other players. <laughs> well, that's it. They don't get hit hard, hit quite as hard as everybody else, do they? Except when they <laughs> go charging down in the kick coverage team and fracture their jaw, as happened to the Bengals kicker a couple of oh, seasons ago. Yeah, I remember. That's yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of hard knocks, huh? um, Amazon um, have kind of released their their own sort of version of hard knocks um, called All or Nothing. Uh, been following the Cardinals this uh, this off season. Uh, oh, sorry, wasn't this off season at all? Was it? it was last at the back end of last season. Um, I, I've I have only seen very small clips of it because I haven't got Amazon Prime, but. I'm, I was quite impressed by what I'd seen. It really, I feel it kind of gives a real good insight into the team and their the kind of preparations for games, dynamic between coaches and players, that kind of thing. Seems really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's an NFL Films production that's been released via Amazon and, and sort of created with in conjunction with Amazon. So I think big props mm. goes to the Arizona Cardinals for allowing cameras to follow them all season and that level of access. I assume they were slightly nervous about. Um, how much uh, of the beat button was going to be involved or, you know, wasn't Amazon <laughs> with um, Bruce Arians as your coach. And obviously I yeah. loved it because I have one of my many NFL man crushes is on Bruce Arians, who I think is a phenomenal coach and a pretty awesome human being. And oh, are we sticking him on the list now? He's on your your crush list. Were well, you not aware of this? Have I not waxed no, I lyrical massively about Bruce Arians? Just as I love him as a coach and, and I love his attitude about um, the fact that the work will always be there. And basically if you miss any of your kids recitals or sports stuff, you're fired. Um, and he yeah. very much believes in going in, working hard, but getting the work done and going home again. So what do I, I, I quite enjoyed seeing the, 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 the kind of dynamic between the, the team and the, and the players well, there was one the, the team spirit side of things was, I thought was great there was one uh, clip that I saw where there was where um, Patrick Peterson had to dress as an elf for a flight to uh, Philadelphia because he, he missed a throw into a bucket uh, which which I thought was hilarious yeah I mean demonstrating what all football players are like Patrick Peterson thinks he's yeah. something of a quarterback and so was throwing against three quarterbacks for, for um, in this in this accuracy composition and um, I, I'm not sure if he always um, we well, certainly didn't always lose he you know he he beat a couple of quarterbacks i don't think carson palmer lost all season which is what you want in your starting quarterback but yeah there was a lot of stuff and i kind kind of enjoyed the um cookies for the entire team off the back of a win somebody going well where are the cookies it's like we didn't win you know there are rules for a reason <laughs> but yeah no i mean generally it was really good i mean that could have possibly gone into for, for, for the uber nerds of you you who would really want to get into sort of like the meeting rooms and how they develop a game plan perhaps and some of the strategy settings they were all understandably i think reticent to let them into that so it was very much like an elongated um an elongated hard knocks in that sense of following a team through the whole season but not focusing in yeah on the, some of the technical aspects which in fairness is to a certain degree of proprietary i would imagine it's not like you really want to be giving all away your game secrets but um it, i really really enjoyed it but then i would do because cardinals are one of my more favorite teams in the um nfl and like i say bruce arians is amazing speaking of bruce arians one of the things i, I thought was quite funny was uh, his his wife having a full-on proper go at someone she had the proper ump um, because someone was cheering while the offense were on the field. Yeah, I, just thought, uh, I thought it was hilarious. It was great, and kind of like yeah, and they and they wonder whether the British fans will know which bits to cheer in and which bits to be quiet at in a game. And it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the hard knocks is obviously going to be uh, back over the next uh, couple of weeks. I think it. 
Am I right in thinking I saw something? I think it's back next week. It's got to be soon. Training camps are open. Usually it next, starts yeah. after the first game. It's usually four weeks, so and it usually follows yeah. the games as a sort of end point of a narrative, if I vaguely remember. But obviously it I'm does, excited um, just to see Gurley and what's going on over there, and it should be awesome. Well, I'd say it's going to be following the Rams this year, so we're in, in LA in their first uh, preseason in LA, so uh, should be interesting. We'll uh, wait and see that. And we get to see Aaron Donald training, who is yet another of my man crushes. <laughs> it's another one for the list. Well, it's a big list, and it's mainly dominated by large men who beat up quarterbacks. I don't like them, I tell you. <laughs> the the Olympics are just around the corner as well. Um, there's going to be a, an NFL player, an active NFL player at the Olympics. Uh, Nate Ebner, Patriots safety, is going to the Olympics in Rio this year. Uh, he's going to be representing the USA in the Rugby Sevens. That's the uh, first time I've known of, a, of an active player who's who's gone to the Olympics. Yeah, it's not something I've, I'm have i aware of. We've had a few Olympians come the other way in some sports. Yeah, um, go into the Olympics. And looping back for a second to the Arizona Cardinals, um, Okoye, who is a British Olympian discus mm. player who's been trying to make it in the league as a defensive end, sort of 3-4 style, uh, um, got cut off the, off the um, practice squad for... Um, for parking, parking in the wrong spot, spot. Uh, spot. You know, and yeah. there was a certain sense of entitlement and a kind of trying to prove a point there I think and so basically don't mess mm. with the parking in the Cardinals but yeah um, I think the big props goes to Bill Palajek who's also always sort of portrayed as a curmudgeon and you can understand why given his attitude towards the media but you know he's mm. allowed this player to you know time off through the summer to pursue his Olympic dream and he's got there and that's it's kind of amazing and I'll be interested to see how he gets on down there and what happens to him when he comes back after the Olympics, but um, it's a very cool story. Does it? Does it fuel? I'm, I'm at worst. Well, I was about to say at work, but at my old work, I've just started a new place, so I've not quite had a chance to have this conversation yet. Um, but does it? Does it kind of fuel the, the the conversation that I'm far too sick of having about whether American football is just rugby with pads? Um, I don't know because I'm not sure how much it'll get covered in this country both the rugby sevens and you know this aspect I mean sure it'll be covered in games but um, I think those, the people that think like that are often never going to be persuaded unless you can actually get them to strap into pads and see the difference in the style of hitting and, and, and they are incredibly tough games in a different way and my body reacted better to rugby than it did to football just because of the nature of the contact and you know yeah but it's it's just one of those ones that people are people and if, if that's their attitude you're never really going to persuade them otherwise unless you can stick him into pads and get a man to run into him at, him at full speed I think that's a great idea I think anyone who says that should be made to uh, pad up and and be and have somebody run into them yes no I mean there's uh, with the with the proliferation of um, NFL well, not NFL clubs I wish but the proliferation of American football clubs in this country certainly you know we should be able to find them a a, a club near them for them to you know borrow some pads and give it a go and, and what better service could could um, teams offer to help um, intru- introduce people to the game than having someone knock the stuffing out of you I'm all for it <laughs> Right, so let's kick off the AFC uh, roundup. Then we're going to have a look at the uh, the AFC East first of all, uh, just purely because I'm selfish and uh, I'm a Dolphins fan. So um, the uh, the AFC East, uh, the Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Uh, that's the the order that they finished last year. Um, the Patriots pretty much ran away with it again, uh, again last season as they as they kind of. Always, always do. They have for, certainly for the last uh, last few years. Uh, not added a huge amount to their team this uh, this off season from what from what I've seen, but uh, they've not lost much either. Do you think uh, they're gonna they're gonna find it as easy as easy this year as they have in the past? 
It's interesting you say not lost much when they've lost um, their starting quarterback for um, for four games. Yeah. Yes. So so that's sort of a quarter of the season, if I'm doing my yeah. maths right. Um, ish. Ish. But if you look at the games <laughs> in terms of who they're playing, it's not the worst slate of games, barring the opening game against the Cardinals, which is going to be pretty tough. That'll be tough. But. The Patriots are the Patriots. They do it every year. They don't make a big splash in free agency because they never do. They draft how they draft. Mm. Bill Pelichek will get them competitive. Tom Brady will come back cross, and we saw what happens when Tom Brady got cross last year. So I'm not sure, but they, they, I'm sure they will do very well once he's back. And nobody knows how Garoppolo is going to play until we see him in live action. Because even mm. as much as I love preseason, and I really do because it's football and there's lots of interesting stories and you begin to see what's going on, you can't take too much of it away into the season because people aren't game planning and you, you only have to look at what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles last season in that they waltzed through the preseason because their team looked really good against vanilla defences and then when people were allowed to scheme they got stuffed all year so I think the Patriots are going to be strong in contention for this year and as good as anybody in the league again I'm afraid yeah I think you're probably right what about what about the uh, the Jets they've kind of they've, they've they've struggled a little bit this season in 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 the opposite way to, to the Patriots they, they've kind of struggled a little bit this year to keep hold of some of their bigger stars in the offseason uh, they've lost um, Chris Ivory went to the obviously went to the Jaguars uh, but they have picked up Matt Ford uh, Matt Ford from the from the Bears uh, do you think he's past his best do you think he's, he's going to help be able to help them kind of keep up with the Patriots um, I, I'm not sure it sort of feels Matt Forte is a little bit past his best but he's still a very effective weapon and I, it feels like you're trading one ageing effective weapon for another in a different procedure and I've started falling into mm. that habit of called referring them to weapons and I hate the war analogy so I shall stop that immediately and see what I can do going forward but <laughs> I, I think the Jets I, I hear what you're saying about actually I think they've done considering they've been quite up the cap because of their explosion last year I think that they're going to do very well they've re-signed Mohamed Wilkinson finally um, they've got um, Fitzpatrick and I've got Fitzgerald in my head it's because I love Larry Fitzgerald um, and been watching the Cardinals as documentary but you know they've got him signed now and yes I think you would have much rather had him doing all the off-season work and I really don't know what games they were playing I they could have had a lot easier negotiation and signed this one year 12 million dollar deal it feels like five months ago almost and just get it out of the yeah. way I have no idea why it took so long and what game they were playing but um, I think they're going to be solid and competitive again I think that defence um, just keeps keeps trotting along and I think they'll be there or thereabouts and competitive in the division yeah I mean as a, I've got a friend who's a, uh, who's a who's a big Jets fan and, and the, the Fitzpatrick thing is the thing that he's been most concerned about all, all off season he wasn't happy when Ivory went to the Jaguars he thought it was a bit of a step down but Fitzpatrick was the, was the biggie, I think. So they're going to be quite relieved to have, uh, have got that all wrapped up. I think the combination of um, Fitzpatrick with Decker and I'm blanking on the other receiver who played so well last season, and that's really embarrassing. But he's really, really good. And trust me, look him up. He'll be the one that's the other <laughs> the other receiver at the top of all the statistics. I'll look him up as I speak. But I think that offense was so predicated on that, and then bits of running around it. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying about Chris Ivory, but it's just he ran a lot of yards, but he also, he runs so hard, he almost injures himself running into people. And Brandon Marshall mm. is the other receiver who played, you know, really That's phenomenally. It. You you have two thousand yard receivers and 
I think they'll do all right again. I really do. Yeah. What about the Bills? I mean, they they finished third this year. Um, the they are generally I I love to see the Bills get get beaten. They they have they were for years kind of they they served as almost the whipping boys for the uh, AFC East, which uh, which is uh, not easy to say now as a, as a Dolphins fan. But uh, I don't think that's really the case anymore. Does, do you think EJ Manuel has has what it takes to really mount a real challenge this season? Well, no, because I don't think EJ Manuel's going to be your starting quarterback. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor, who I think had a very strong end to the season. Um, and I think is I think they found that starting quarterback, and I think people are genuinely underestimating him. I think they're going to be... I think the Bills... It's going to be a real boom or bust move in bringing in Rob Bryan as your defensive coordinator and your brother. Um, just in that he doesn't seem to have a particularly good history. And, and I sort of liked his comment about how it's not just me when he was fired from the Saints last year and they continue to be poor because that roster is atrocious and I'm sure we'll come to the salary <laughs> cap hell at a future date that the Saints got mm. themselves into. But the Bills have been suffering that bit a little themselves. Obviously, they lost Mario Williams and he wasn't at all happy last year with the changing of the defence um, and him having to drop back using some of those own blitz schemes that Rex Ryan's so fond of but it's sort of looking very jetsy in that they're focusing on defense um they'll run the ball a lot they probably play won't play with that much discipline and they might be competitive but I'm not sure they're going to recapture the, the magic of those couple of years where um the Sanchez took them to um so far into the playoffs and uh, I'm not sure whether they're going to be better or not. I'm not a big one for predictions, and that could bite me later in your new lovely competition. But I just have a feeling that um, I'm not sure how much has changed, and I'll be interested to see how it goes with them, to be honest. I think they're one of those teams where I'm really going to be interested to see if Rex Ryan can produce a dramatic step up from what the, what they've got or whether it's much and much. Because it didn't feel to me like they made huge moves in free agency, which I'm not a big fan of anyway, but I'm not sure I trust the drafting in there, and I'm just really unsure. Well, the Dolphins. Let's move on to uh, to the Dolphins. I can uh, I can waffle a little bit on this one. The uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, this is the, obviously the last couple of seasons haven't done very well. Uh, first season this year for new head coach Adam Gase. I, I think he's going to do okay. Um, going to be difficult to see him doing much worse than than previous. So uh, I think we we. we we, I'm hoping that we uh, we certainly pick up. That being said, lost a couple of big names this year. Um, in this offseason, uh, Olivia Vernon uh, went to the Giants, uh, defensive end. Lamar Miller, uh, our, our former running back, went to the Texans. Uh, we have picked up, we've picked up obviously Mario Williams, as you mentioned there, uh, from the Bills, and also uh, Arian Foster, um, which was an interesting move, I thought, from from the Texans. Uh, kind of just, just swap running backs with the uh, with the Texans. So uh, I, think, I think it's going to be a better season than last season, if not a fairly similar to the season to last season. I don't think we're going to be pushing for playoffs, um, but I personally don't think we're going to finish bottom of, the, of, the, of, of, of this division. Um, I think what I, what I am a little bit disappointed at is that, that JJ isn't, isn't going to get much of a, much of a go, or, it, or not as much of a go as I thought he might before we, uh, we brought Arian Foster in, because I, uh, I thought he actually looked really good at the back end of, uh, of last season when he, when he played. Um. I, I do have concerns for Miami. Um, I, I'm not sure you need to worry too much about Ajayi's playing time because, as good as Arian Foster is, I'm not. He's gonna. I, he's, he's old. He's old, and he's picked up injuries, <laughs> and, and he's. I think he'll come back, but how durable he'll be and how much playing time we'll see, I think, is something that will the season will play, it and we shall see. But I, I'm just. Mm. I, 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 it's not like you've picked up 
a 25-year-old bell cow bat. This is not Ezekiel Elliott arriving on your team. No. And the thing that worries me about your team is that I'm not sure that they've particularly addressed the secondary, which was your big issue last year. I mean, you've got a great safety, but corners was a real problem for you. And I do not know why your team do not like offensive guards. Particularly when more and more teams in the NFL are getting pressure through the middle because quarterbacks get the ball out of their hands so quickly that that it's actually quite hard to get round a tackle and to a quarterback in time. And so Mm. the likes of Aaron Donald, the likes of Geno Atkins, the likes of the terrifying 3-4 front that the Jets have... um, I just get a feeling that they're going to go through your guards, our guards quite quickly again, particularly as you took a character risk on Laramie Tunsil first round in the draft after the whole incident, and we'll see how that works out from a personnel point of view, and then you instantly stick him out of position, playing him at guard rather than tackle. Everybody was talking about how well he moved in his movement in space, and what you need as a guard is brute strength and and force. And it just seems, if you're going to want him to succeed and he's got character issues, playing him out of position is possibly not the best way to integrate him into the team, just in my opinion. No, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. But uh, as as, as is the first time I'm going to say it, probably they say this four times today, it'll be quite interesting to see how things end up. Let's uh, let's (laughs) see. Don't we have, isn't that, if I have to worry about the G-Klaxon and going on when I start waffling, then can we not have (laughs) like a... stop saying that things are interesting. Yes, yes, or quite interesting. It's like, it's like you're trying to advertise uh, QI and, you know, maybe we need your wife to be stood over you with with a needle or something going, don't, you said it again. Don't you said it again. Um, I really hope for your sake and your continued optimism that things turn round. Um, if I'm right, you've got a new general manager. And so not everything was bad, but it's just I'm still not convinced by your front office. No, neither am I. Well, let's, let's have a uh, move on to, to your to your team and your division. So we'll, uh, we'll go on to the AFC North now. Okay. Um, last year... Last year, that uh, finished. Bengals were, uh, were were at the top of the uh, top of that uh, division, twelve and four, uh, followed by the Steelers, the Ravens, and then the Browns. The poor old Browns at the uh, bottom of the uh, of the table. Um, it was a good year for the North last year, and the Bengals and Steelers both kind of looked really good. Um, eventually, met each other in the wild cards. Do you think both of those will end up getting through again? Um, I'd be interested to see how the Ravens recover in terms of they were just so injured last year and I do think that they will be much more competitive again this season but it's been a couple of drafts mm. since Ozzy Newsman has really hit a few home runs in that um, in that area which he's, he's really good at so I think it'll come round. I, I don't believe you lose your ability it's just everything comes in peaks and troughs and it's just standard distribution but um, yeah I think the teams that will be fighting for the division will be the Bengals and the Steelers again. Um, the Steelers will yeah. be muttering darkly that Le'Veon Bell has managed to get himself another suspension on top of losing Martavius Bryant but um, if they can mm. keep that line intact the defence seems to be coming together under um, under the new regime of Mike Tomlin taking more control over it and running more of his scheme but um, I'm still not sure about their secondary um, I think we might have stolen the corner that they wanted although he's promptly got a torn pectoral in um, training camp and might be done for the year already but um, I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers with that offence are going to be terrifying I'll be honest um <laughs> As they very often us. What about the Bengals? Tell us about your team. I'm I'm happy-ish. I as you well know, I I, I through. I think, in fairness to me, you're always a, a pessimist. Well, it's not so much a pessimist as just a practical realist. In that the Bengals have hurt me so often that, you, that I can't allow myself your blind optimism because look what happened in the playoffs. 
Seriously, look yeah, what happened in the playoffs. Um, I like a lot of the off-season moves. You'll notice that there's a lot of aging ex-head coaches being brought in on the defensive side of the ball, and I think there's going to be a real focus on trying to play with more discipline. Um, there's a couple of players that we let go that we couldn't and we, we couldn't resign. I mean, Reggie Nelson is one that caught a lot of headlines because he pretty much led the league in interceptions last season and was incredibly good. But we let an aging player go to bring through a young prospect at safety, which is the Bengals' way. And I have, you know, pretty solid belief that we'll be good on defense. Offense's big worry is the receiving core, having lost both Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones. Um, Marvin Jones was one that surprised him because they basically offered the same deal and he wanted to be number one and step out from under AGJ Green's shadow. We brought in Brandon LaFell, um, who had an awful season last season, but he was also coming back from injury, so we'll see how he does. And Tyler Boyd, a lot of hopes are resting on him in terms of stepping in and being a slot receiver. And Tyler Eifert's mm. injured. Uh, to start the season and Crofts jammed his knee in training camp so the offence is a little bit of a worry I think you successfully mentioned almost every player on the Bengals roster I I haven't even gone to the offensive line and defensive line yet but uh (laughs) Gen- genuinely I think we'll be there or thereabouts I, 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 you know these days I have faith in the system I think we'll be competitive I'm very happy that Andy Dalton's back there's nothing that worries me we have we have an excellent seem to have an excellent draft strategy a very deep roster and it, as, as horrible as this sound, sounds to say to um, a Dolphins fan who I spend so much time commiserating the front office and worrying about, about the roster I, I do even though we've not had the playoff win and that will be the big key for, for Marvin Lewis I do have faith in the system and I just once again it's for me it's a playoff win or bust and hopefully this will be the year where where the big theme seems to be coming out the players I've heard interview is you never know when you keep pounding on the rock which blow is going to get it to crack and they just hoping that they keep doing it and keep incrementally improving and this will be the year how many years has it been oh that's not fair it's it, I think it's something like 22 but I'd need to look it up I thought 21 but yeah you might be right you might be right that might have been what I was crying about before the, the, the horrific loss to the Steelers. Let's forget about that loss. You're fine. It's it's a brand new season. We've spoken about the uh, the Steelers. We've, we've kind of you've touched on the Ravens a little bit. What about the Browns? They uh, were kind of plagued by issues at quarterback last year. Um, struggled. Really, really struggled. Uh, do you think we'll see more than three wins in Cleveland this year? I'm not sure we will, but I think that's not necessarily the horrendous thing that it might seem because Hugh Jackson is a coach that I really like. Um, he did great work with us us over a couple of years and he's had a couple of stints at the Bengals and I think given time he will turn it round and I actually am quite a fan of the the Browns have for a number of years have hired football people and it's just not worked so if yeah. the ownership have learnt their lesson and I do believe people can learn these lessons and stick with this um numbers based system and they have a clear plan as long as they stick to it and give it long enough to to come to fruition I think that it could work and I'm hopeful that at least that you know there is a future and a plan in Cleveland the thing is that that Mm. plan is very much building for the future and so I don't think it's going to dramatically turn into wins this season but you'd like to see progress and the other quite nice bit of news is that Josh Gordon is not, not only is he getting to play this season, he's still got a few games banned to start of the season, but they're letting him come straight away into the team and train and be involved even if he's not playing. And I actually yeah. think, I sometimes do wonder with these players whether actually, rather than banding them and sending them away from the team, having them there with the team might give them some structure and help them find a way out of the addiction. Well, there's only, only one way to find out. We'll have to wait and see. It'll be fascinating. <laughs> engrossing maybe riveting has someone got a thesaurus out by any chance 
Maybe. <laughs> so before we move on to the last two AFC divisions, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our exciting new Pick'em competition. Um, so as well as the normal Pick'em competition that we uh, we usually hold, we have held for the last, what is it, two, three seasons? It's two seasons, going into our third. I, I currently yeah. hold a 2-0 lead over you. You do, you do. We shall see how, how things progress. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> we, yeah... We're also uh, we're going we're gonna to start a, a divisional pick'em challenge, um, which is going to put us up against uh, other podcasters, uh, other fans groups to see how we get on. So we've got people uh, involved from uh, we've got representation from the Lions, we've got people from the Bears, the Bucks, uh, Cardinals, the Texans, the Titans, the, the Dolphins. Not me, but the uh, someone else from who's a uh, who's supporting. I the, think uh, the these are majority there, so. of sort of UK fan groups and uh, and people, aren't they? Yeah, they are absolutely. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be good to see how they think their their team's going to do. Uh, uh, in this uh, this upcoming season, but uh, we're going to tell you all about it kind of next week in, or, or next time in the uh, the NFC preview episode. But uh, if you want to take part in other divisional or regular picking competitions, you're more than welcome to uh, come test yourselves against uh, G and I. Um, drop us a line to twfpodcast at outlook dot com or tweet me at twfdan, and I'll tell you how. And whilst whilst we're talking about this, I shall um, look into getting the ESPN group up and set up, and we'll make sure I'll see it on social media too. And come and have some fun, and hopefully beat Dan, but not me. But you know, I don't mind. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? So the third division then is the AFC South. Uh, last year it finished. Uh, the Texans were the uh, the top team in Houston. Uh, the uh, they finished nine and seven. Uh, the uh, Colts were second. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars third, and Tennessee Titans finished at the uh, bottom of the AFC South. It was a bit of a mixed year for the uh, for the AFC South last year. And um, the Texans got obviously got to the wild card uh, week, but uh, they they had some serious again. They were similar to the uh, to the Browns. They had some some real issues at quarterback position. They uh, they couldn't seem to settle down for certainly the first half of the season between Brian Hoyer and, and Ryan Mallett, who ended up getting uh, released and going to the Ravens. Yeah, and then they settled down a bit, had that late run, and then um, Brian Hoyer just had an absolute meltdown in the playoff mm. game. And now he's yeah. a backup in Chicago. So, um, obviously, it's one of the huge... these things come around. Yeah, it's one of the huge um, stories, obviously, of the off-season is um, Brock Osweiler, um, the Brock Lobster himself, um, not signing for the Denver Broncos and signing um, a bigger contract and quite a large contract considering he's only started seven games with the Texans. But um, mm. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens over there. Um, the big worry for them coming into the season is the injury status of J.J. Watt. Um, back injuries are just never, ever fun for anybody. Nobody seems to come back quite the same. So, you know, I am quite worried about that. But the defense really came together towards the end of the last season. Um so they've um, spent the off-season acquiring more options and receivers in the game to go alongside DeAndre Hopkins, who's one of the best receivers in the league and was pretty much holding up single-handedly last season. Absolutely. So it'd be really curious to see how they get on, but the big thing is really, um, is Brock Osweiler truly a starting quarterback? I mean, I, I remember us talking last season about being impressed with him in press conferences, seeming to look the part, sound the part, learning mm. under Peyton Manning. I was relatively un- impressed with what I saw. Other than it, there were bits and pieces where he got pulled out and you just don't know because the receivers seem to be having a down year in, in, in 
Denver last season. So very curious to see what goes on in Houston, but um, they could very well be in competition for the for the South again. Yeah. What about the what about the Colts? They, they again another tier. There seems to be a bad season last season for for quarterbacks, um, which is fine for you because you don't like them. But uh, um, the the Colts were another team that had uh, had some real real kind of problems with it. They really weren't firing all cylinders. They had problems with the, um, with, with Andrew Luck, um, Matt Hasselbeck as well. Both went down with injury. Um, what do you, how do you see things going for, for them this uh, this coming season? I was really surprised. I thought one or both of their GM and coach would go, and suddenly mm. after the season, it was all come by our big long meeting, and both of them signed big extensions. Um, there was I had a really interesting interview, and I'm pretty sure it was with the GM. Um, and I'm wishing I could remember the podcast, and if I can dig it out, I'll tweet out the details because. They were talking about the fact that actually part of the problem with them last year was that um, they basically got ahead of schedule. So when they signed Luck, they had sort of like a plan of how they were going to proceed, and they got they mm. got be- good, better than they were expecting, and so they too well too quickly. Yeah, and so they they aggressively went after a number of um, old older players to say let's try a win now, and it backfired spectacularly because if you remember we were talking about about um, they were talking about the aged receiver that they signed from the Texans who didn't work out and they focused on a lot of peripheral players it seemed to me and didn't address the one thing that I've been screaming about for the season which is the offensive line and in fairness this off season they seem to have gone back to the drawing board assess what they're doing and suddenly they saw, they draft what was widely recognised as the best safety in, in the game sorry in the, in the um, draft and, and look to be strengthening the line and a number of picks and we shall have to see if it works out it's a big season for Andrew Luck, who signed the biggest deal in NFL history, pretty Huge much. Deal. Huge yeah. deal, and that's as much on potential because he he's got he's played really well so far, but he's got to take care of the ball a little bit more. He seems to be so very much in that early gunslinger mode, almost like a Brett Favre, in that because he, he can make the throws, he's prepared to do it, and he's not worried just about his stats. He's worried about winning. But just occasionally you think you win more if you don't give the ball quite away so much, particularly when your defense is perhaps not the best. So I'd like to see yeah. them more competitive, to see them more competitive, and I think they will be. But um, I'm just not sure how far I'm going to predict this season until I start seeing some games. I think the Jaguars are going to do well this season. So the Jaguars were, were one that I, I felt last year as though they were on a kind of turning point. Um, they finished five and eleven, but I, I really think I think this this year with a bit of luck, I think they're going to do a lot better. They, they got their first win at Wembley, didn't they? In, in yeah, like four years at the fourth year. At yeah, yeah, and and you get the feeling. The problem. My only concern is that we keep saying this every year, and it does look like it's building. And Gus Jackson mm. has, has built up a huge. Sorry, Gus Bradley in Jacksonville has built up um, a lot of goodwill <laughs> in the press and over here because he's very engaged and interested in in, in press conferences and he'll answer questions and and everybody talks about what a good presence he is. But this is a year that he really needs to turn it around. Otherwise, I've you know I think that that. Their, their owner might finally lose patience and he has been very patient but the two Allens look great at receiver they've made a lot of moves on defense and hopefully it will come together they get their first round draft pick last year back because um, obviously he injured his knee in OTA so didn't even make it to training camp although I believe that they've now got an injury in their first round <laughs> pick so but yeah, it's do or die for the, for, the, for the Jaguars in terms of their coaching staff getting to stay on. But yeah, you really feel that this is the year that um, that it could happen to them. And that it is a really exciting yeah. offence. And, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. 
uh, this season. Yeah. Um, well, at the foot of that uh, of, of that division was the uh, the Titans. Uh, they they spent a lot of the season losing. Mariota obviously was their their, their first round first round pick um, last year. Didn't really live up to the hype. He was all right, but he didn't probably didn't live quite up to the uh, the hype. He didn't have the best team around him. I suppose that uh, wasn't really helping him. Um, but he, they they kind of they they lost a lot of, of games relatively heavily. I think not. I think seven out of their eleven losses were by more than ten points. And after their winning the first game of the season, they didn't win again until week nine. So they 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 really struggled. What do you what do you think for them? Just quickly, this uh, for for this year coming. Um, they have their franchise quarterback. It looks like Marcus Mariota. Um, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions in your first season isn't bad, you know. It really, really isn't. It's not bad, you know. Um, twenty eight hundred yards, uh, definitely, definitely a, a starting point. Um, they're beginning to attract talent. I'm not. I don't want to be too harsh on on their off season moves, but this, the draft wasn't inspiring, and I wasn't terribly convinced by giving Mike Malarkey. Is not necessarily like a go out and get an inspiring choice of head coach, but there's definitely a plan, and it's just hoping to see you know that they get more good players and their young players develop, and we'll see. But I, I don't see them doing anything more than improving this season I certainly don't think they'll be in contention for playoffs but hopefully it goes in the right direction because we want as many good teams as possible I don't think they're going to do any worse so yeah so the final division then is the AFC West. Um, last year it was the Broncos who obviously ended up going on to win the Super Bowl uh, that topped that uh, top that league. The second was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Raiders in third, and at the foot of the uh, the AFC West were the San Diego Chargers. Um, as I say, obviously Broncos went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I wouldn't say they looked like favourites all season, if I'm perfectly honest, but they they went on to uh, to to win the uh, the Super Bowl. Um, they had to give their second choice. QB um, some starting time when obviously Peyton Manning got injured he's retired now um, how do you think they'll do in, in 2016 how do you think they'll, they'll uh, bounce I'm uh, I mean it's an interesting off season for them obviously the Von Miller saga dominated the news all the while and he yeah. finally got signed but um it's it's interesting that Elway seems to be developing a reputation as a really hard negotiator, and he's taken a lot of tough stances. Um, and you do wonder how he'll find attracting uh, free agents going forward and keep doing that. He's drafted quite well in patches and then not so much. So we'll see how things go. A lot's riding on what happens where the quarterback, but there's an argument to be said for um, Peyton Manning, despite the name, if you look at the numbers, was be- a below average quarterback last season. So if they can get replacement level quarterbacking, yeah. then they-, they should be okay. The issue is that they lost a bunch of names on that defense just because... Um, they had so many good players and they couldn't afford to keep them all. Um, they kept Von Miller, but um, the pass rush they're going to have to start bringing through their youngsters as Demarcus Ware is is going to be on a snap count just because his back's playing up. And it will be, I think, an interesting season for um, um, the Broncos. Oses there just there's a lot of flux there and it doesn't feel like oh yeah you're coming back to for for another ride at the um no. super bowl like like you say the seahawks did coming off their win no i don't think they will but i mean the the surprise package i suppose of that of that league was the was the chiefs um they look they look really really good they started put they only won one of their first six games so uh, that wasn't wasn't a fantastic start but they won all of their final 10 games to finish 11 and 5 and they, they ended up beating the Texans for a second time in the season uh, in the wild card week as well and uh, to make it through to the divisional round um, 
another good season for them, do you think? I think they're probably going to have another good one. I think you trust the infrastructure because for all the jokes and comments people make about Andy Reid's clock management, he is a really solid football coach and it would have been very easy for someone to lose the locker room after a 1-5 and five start and he brought it round... It's easier to make fun of his moustache. <laughs> <laughs> but he is such a solid football coach. He does a really good job of the offence. Alex Smith is proven to himself to be much more than the game manager that they thought they had in the 49ers. And yeah, I think it, I think it is another season. Um, I'm a little bit worried about um, Justin Houston's injury, and, and we'll see how that goes because he's such a good player. But um, mm. there's a lot of players I love on that defence. Um little bit interesting to see Smith moving on from the secondary and it was really noticeable that that defence tightened up and played better when he came back from, from his injury last season. So it would be really important that they have somebody to play next to Marcus Peters who had an outstanding um, rookie season but um, you, you'll need someone to play alongside him to be good again otherwise they'll stop picking on Marcus Peters which they tried to do a lot last season he was one of the more targeted corners in the league because he was a first round pick he was just thrown straight in and playing and he gambled a bit and got a lot of interceptions but generally stood up but um, if you've got somebody else who's a rookie or or depending on who who ends up playing on the other side of him we'll see how that goes but yeah I think they'll be there or thereabouts Oakland finished 7-9 and nine, uh, last season they, they had a kind of up and down season all, all season really and when I was thinking back before before I was when I was kind of thinking about this podcast before we before we started I, I don't think there's they did anything at all that really stands out to me over the year there was nothing that they they really they really did that was particularly good or bad um you see I hear what you're saying and sort of understand what you mean by a team concept except I think you're overlooking some very promising players Khalil Mack yeah is beginning to become one of the most dangerous men in the NFL, just from terms of he added the sack numbers that, that he was getting hurries in his rookie year, but you know he, he got the sack numbers last season to go with that good run play and, and really seemed to transition and single-handedly caused a couple of teams pretty much to lose on his own. And in the same draft that they got Khalil Mack in the first round, they also got Derek Carr, their franchise quarterback. And last season, he really seemed to hit up a connection with Amari Cooper, who's already um, established himself as yet another um, young, exciting receiver prospect because the league is just full of them. And they've developed the defense again, and that looks beginning to look really scary with the way they're drafting and bringing in free agents. And they replaced Charles Woodson with Reggie Nelson at safety. And I really think they're going to be competitive this year. I, I think that um, they're another team that, after a number of years of clearing the decks and, and having to deal with a lot of mismanagement, um, the, 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 the management team there have really got themselves together and beginning to develop something that the Raiders fans who are excitable anyway can actually genuinely get behind this season and I think they they could very well be I think this could be a really competitive division I actually think that there's going to be several really competitive divisions in the AFC this year but um, I, I, I see three teams duking it out in this one yeah well the, I, I would imagine the ones that aren't going to be duking it out for you are the uh, the Chargers um, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't look particularly good all, all, all season last season I think they were Pretty focused on on moving to LA, which obviously didn't end up uh, end up happening. But uh, they were in one of my favourite games of the season. Uh, they their, their loss at the Packers twenty twenty seven when Philip Rivers had that incredible game. Um, they yeah they didn't so they didn't look particularly good all season. They lost all of the divisional games. Um, I, I don't think they're going to put up much of a fight this year. Yeah. See, here is the thing: is that um, are they wasting one of the great 
NFL careers just in that uh, I I really really enjoy um, watching Philip Rivers play he's tough as hell yeah. okay he seems to be going to repopulate the earth on his own it's eight children that he's got for his homeschooling something, yeah, but, something along but those lines. if you looked at the, the Chargers last year they were a really great watch just in that he was getting the ball out so quickly but the problem was he had to because their offensive line was awful and yeah. they didn't seem to address it the year before and I'm not sure that they've addressed it particularly this year and then they take um, Joey Bosa in the first round who doesn't necessarily feel like a scheme fit in their 3-4 scheme as a pass rusher so I'm just worried that we're going to have another season where Philip Rivers plays to an amazing level and it's not necessarily reflected in their um, results yeah the only, the only thing they have got going for them very very quickly is they've got the, the uh, they've got the city of San Diego back behind them yeah, although... Ish. Ish. Yeah, exactly. And you just don't know how that's going to play out. I think there's going to be more stuff floating around that. And we'll just... I don't know. The money just feels like maybe they will get dragged as a second team to LA. Um, we, we shall just have to see. I mean, the most important thing is that they have one of the sweetest uniforms in the um, NFL still. Those baby... <laughs> those powder that's blue uniforms. That's the most important that, thing, is it? No, but, you know, you're grasping at straws a little bit. I mean... You're hoping that um, the, the receiver who who we had seem to have a bit of a run of not of lacerated kidneys last season, which you know nobody mm. wants to see. So um, hopefully it will go a little bit um, easier on them. But um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting them to be that great this season. I confess, um, just because I, I'm going to need to see improvements in the offensive line before I truly believe that offense is going to go somewhere. And I'm just not sure. Yeah, about the philosophy between behind how they're building their defense. Yeah, another difficult uh, season in. in San yeah, Diego. and I'd love to hear from Chargers fans who maybe had a chance to follow it a bit more closely what they think of the off season because they're not a team that I'm hearing a huge amount at the moment. Now that's not always a bad thing because I often feel as I've often written and I think I've discussed here. I believe in process and, and I think that you're more successful building through the draft and making key free agent signings. So not necessarily being all over the off-season news is, is, isn't necessarily a bad thing, except the San Diego Chiefs haven't really established San Diego Chiefs. The San Diego, Diego Chargers... The San Diego Chargers... Uh, sorry, uh, Chiefs caught my eye in the uh, looking at their record from last season. But the Chargers, uh, they just they haven't built the team in a way over the last few seasons that engenders much confidence in, in what they're doing. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's it for another podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time with our uh, preview of the NFC division, uh, as promised. Uh, we'll tell you a bit more about the divisional pick competition as well. Uh, so if you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and maybe give us a review on iTunes or with your, your usual podcast provider. Um, it does help to get more people listening in. Uh, but in the meantime, if you've got anything you'd like to ask us or any feedback, don't forget you can drop us a line to twfpodcast at outlook.com. Uh, tweet me at twfdan uh, and also head over to the blog as well. We haven't really, meant, really mentioned that, but uh, see more from uh, from G at thewrongfootball.com. I will be writing very soon as um, the NFL starts and there'll be preseason games and things are afoot. Um, don't worry, football is coming. I'm so excited! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you.